When God joins a man and woman together, it was for the sole purpose of divine covenant and communion. That bond, that union, and which is called marriage, as diversities, trials, and tribulations, like any other walk in life that nobody prepared us for. Nobody taught us the true meaning of the vows we took in front of hundreds of witnesses that sat before us the day we walked down the aisle. But what about the days, the months, and years after? Think about it. Who taught you how to be married? Did anyone prepare you or give you the proper training on marriage? Yes, we watched our parents, but did we learn the righteousness? Did we see the many disagreements and arguments? See, we learned and was taught that love will cure everything. But what about the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding? We all need help. We all need guidance. We all need direction. So this recorded session with Chris Jones, his beautiful wife Maria Jones, and Andrew Adams called The Grace Place, hopefully could inspire, encourage, motivate, and save someone's marriage. This is not counseling or therapy session, but it could be used as such. This is simply an open discussion, a conversation, and dialogue. Stay tuned as Double A Productions presents Grace Place. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is another segment of The Grace Place. We are here to dignify, promote, and raise as advocates of marriage. No one is perfect, no marriage is perfect, but that doesn't exclude or exempt anyone from trying to have an abundant and prosperous marriage. I don't know about y'all, but me, myself, I'd rather die or leave the physical knowing somebody loved me. Right. <laughs> Knowing somebody. <laughs> so let's get into it. I'm here with. I mean, uh, Christopher Jones, and I have my lovely wife for 24 years. Marie Jones. Okay. And we're here today as why you should stay married. Just why marriage? And just going forward and just thinking about this, I mean, this is a, a, an amazing time to be married, especially if you understand the foundation and of course marriage can take you throughout your life lifetime and i always ask this question and i present it here who taught you how to be married and why do you want to be married those are two good questions who taught you how to be married and why do you want to be married right I have no answer to those <laughs> because uh, as of um, as a man, and I'm speaking for myself, I always saw my parents married. Right. I mean, I grew up in two parent household, and I saw an example of a marriage and a bond. But far as a teaching, I never had that. Right, right. And typically, most people are not taught what to do in marriage. We see it. Right. But we don't know the difficult roads that are ahead and how to deal with those difficult roads. So right. immediately we turn to divorce because we think easy in, easy, easy out. out. Right. But right. that's not what God told us to do. That's not his design for marriage. I mean, there are grounds for divorce. Mm-hmm. They are few and far between. Mm-hmm. But in this day and age, I believe people will go into a marriage thinking that they can get out of it. Mm-hmm. After you make your sacred vows before the world, before God himself, then he's holding you accountable to those vows. 
you know, to love and to cherish through sickness and health, you know, richness or when you're rich or if you're poor, all those things will come. Uh, they're going to be good times and bad times. It's just like anytime you see green grass, mm -hmm. it takes sunshine and rain. Mm -hmm. It never goes with just rain or it never grows with just sunshine. It, you have to have both of those things before you can really nourish and grow and be planted, but you have to be rooted and grounded into something mm -hmm. and not like a tumbleweed right. just passing through. Now, I noticed you said at the beginning, I'm sorry, Marie, because y'all, you said there are very few rules or grounds for divorce. Yes. Mm -hmm. What are, not just for me, but for everybody, what are these very small rules or grounds for divorce? One is uh, infidelity mm -hmm. or adultery. Adultery. All right. The second one is uh, abuse. Mm -hmm. I understand abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, adultery, explain what adultery is because a lot of people think that adultery is just infidelity. Can you have adultery in many different other ways? You can. If people say affairs is more of a physical thing, emotional affair. Emotional affair, right. When you have replaced your significant other with someone else mm -hmm. and, uh, and more often than not uh, as we counsel people we know when the emotional affair is taking place because mm -hmm. that person is detached the couples are detached from each other mm -hmm. and they're not as one they're operating as two individuals mm -hmm. going in two different directions marriage is designed for us to go in one direction and to operate as one each day go by we are to continue to grow and to come together as one mm -hmm. and not operate as two separate individuals. Mm -hmm. Correct. I totally agree. Yeah, that is a um, really good point, Chris, that you make about um, us coming together as one. And that's one of God's, um, you know, designs for our marriage, for us to operate as one. Um, you know, the, the Bible talks about um, male and female being created in God's image us being created in his likeness, meaning that, you know, we are created to do the things that God do. You know, uh, we are created to uh, duplicate and replicate um, the things of God. And even in our marriage, uh, we can do that by, you know, being connected with, with each other and being close to each other in our marriage. Hmm. And so um, that brings us to, um, you know, God's design for marriage. You know, why marriage? You know, you think about it, you know, in today's society, so many women work outside the home, you know, men work outside the home. So, you know, I'm sure people are wondering, you know, why, you know, should I get married? You know, why is marriage, you know, still um, a good idea? Or why is marriage even um, a God idea? But before we get into some of the reasons for marriage, I want to um, go to Matthew 7 um, and 24 through 26, just well, really 27, really quick, because I think sometimes when, you know, uh, even before we get married, we don't consider, you know, the foundation that we need to put our marriage on. And um, Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Uh, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it 
it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And I think if you think about that um, passage of scripture, I think, you know, that may be the reason a lot of people feel like, you know, what's the purpose, you know, of getting marriage, getting married, because they see so many marriages crashing and burning. They see so many marriages that are not built on a solid foundation. So many marriages that, you know, when the torrents come, when the winds come, when the problems, the issues of life come, their marriages fall apart. I like to say it this way, you know, marriage is is no longer attractive to people, Mm -hmm. but marriage is still attractive to God and marriage is still um, a part of God's heart. And one of those reasons um, is so that we can produce a godly seed. So that we can multiply ourselves, we can multiply our faith, we can multiply our relationship with God through our marriage. And typically, um, you know, children who are brought up in homes where, you know, there are both parents, both parents have faith in the Lord, both parents believe in God, um, they grow, that they develop their children, you know, in that same way. And their children come up um, in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. So that's one of, you know, I believe God's main reasons for um, marriage. You know, God can see those multiplied um, godly seeds. Turning Heads Barbershop. Looking for a barber or a beautician? I got you. Turning Heads Barbershop is located at 2733 Bartlett Boulevard in Memphis, Tennessee. Turning Heads accepts walk-ins and appointments. Again, that's 2733 Bartlett Boulevard in the northeast part of Memphis. And as for Andre Hunt, it's Friday night and you don't feel like cooking. You can stop by the Chicken Coop of Memphis at 6665 Winchester Road and pick up some honey gold, lemon peppered, or seasoned wings at the Chicken Coop of Memphis, located near the intersection of Kirby Parkway and Winchester. Tell them Drew sent you. That's the Chicken Coop of Memphis, 6665 Winchester Road. Um, I want to talk about uh, marriage being an ordinance from God. You know, mm-hmm. an ordinance is what, you know, we call a law, a decree, a rule, a mandate, or an order. You know, in the beginning, God created, you know, male and female again in his likeness and in, in his image. And it's, re, uh, it's man's responsibility. And, you know, man has a need for a wife. You know, I know that Paul talks about, you know, not everyone being married, not everyone, um, um, you know, that, you know, that you have to be married, you know, that's not a commandment from God, but you know, that is definitely, um, God's heart, you know, for us to have someone, um, to be able to walk through this life with, for us to have someone to be able to, um, have that connection with, and for someone to be able to mirror God's image with, you know, in this life. You said, why do people view marriage or not want to get married? Could it be with the social construct and the perception that the world gives off on marriage as far as like independence? Mm-hmm. A lot of women nowadays have taken the road of independency. Mm-hmm. I did it by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't really need a man. Mm-hmm. But my take on that is that the world, God, the universe is interdependent, meaning that we need each other. Mm-hmm. And my uh, response to that mm-hmm. is, can she have a child by herself? My point is that. 
That's my point exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, you it has to be two. Mm-hmm. And and the way God has set it up, it's always two. Mm-hmm. Because man should not be alone. He didn't make mm-hmm. us to be alone. Right. And we should have marriages about companionship. It's about being intimate with one another. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons marriages fail is because lack of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that oneness, intimacy brings oneness. Mm-hmm. And Chris, when you talk about intimacy, um, that makes me uh, um, uh, or remind me of being uh, transparent with that person. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have, um, you know, faults or if you have things that you need to work on, you know, that person who you're married to, that person that you're connected to, that person that you're becoming one with, that person can help you to develop in those areas where another person may not be able to help Mm -hmm. you in those areas. And that's another... a uh, 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 design that God has for marriage, so that so that we can help each other to fulfill God's purpose mm-hmm. in each other's life. Right, and like you say, having that that mercy or that grace—that's one of the things. One of the reasons marriages doesn't sustain sustain throughout the period of, of time mm-hmm. is because there is no grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. There is no significant, there is no forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And you know, me and my wife, we talk about this all the time, how we will focus more on the 20% that we're not getting and we overlook the 80% that we are because mm-hmm. that is part of us taking that person for granted. Mm-hmm. What you only doing, that's what you're supposed to do. But I need this other 20 mm-hmm. instead of looking at, I appreciate this 80. I'm going to cherish this 80 that I'm getting. This 20, I'm going to cover for my my spouse. I'm going to cover for him or for her and instead of wanting that full 100 mm-hmm. because there is no man perfect other right. than Jesus Christ. Right. If you focus on the grace and the mercy in your marriage, it will sustain the 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 time or the when the turbulence come, right. mm-hmm. it will be it will be sustainable during those times. Mm-hmm. So you, that's like the old saying: the bad outweighs the good. That's because we focus on the bad, and the bad is all we see. But what about all the good that this one person done? Exactly, mm-hmm. we should be focused mm-hmm. on that eighty percent of good. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know something: the um, the enemy is very very. Uh, shrewd, I think, when it comes to that, because, you know, he'll allow, you know, or, you know, I think we choose sometimes to see that 20% that we're looking for mm-hmm. in another person. Mm-hmm. And we overlook the fact that that other person does not have the 80% that our spouse is giving us. And that 80% is really what we need. Right. But, you know, we focus on the fact that, you know, this person may have this level of status or mm-hmm. this job or, you know, uh, you know, they may have these material things or, you know, this talent or whatever it is. And that's what we focus on, that 20%. But it's that 20% that that person has, but that 80% can sustain us in our lives. You know, that 80% is what, you know, that, you know, those marriage vows are made of. That for, you know, uh, 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 sickness and health. Right, exactly. Living through the sickness and the health, you know, uh, you know, when things are good. Rich or poor, yeah. Right, right, exactly. That's crazy because if I've listened to many women talk, 
and they always say, oh, you know how people try to hook up other people and they be mm-hmm. like, no, girl, he don't have a car. But that's that 20%. Mm-hmm. But that 80% could be the one that you want to die with. Right. right. Yeah, I understand. Right. Right. right, exactly. You know, that, that 80%, you know, could be that person who, you know, is going to communicate with you the correct way. Right. You know, the 80% is that, you know, person who's going to, um, you know, help you, you mm-hmm. know, overcome some of your, you know, issues, you know, mm-hmm. things that are holding you back in life. I know um, for my husband, one of the things that, uh, Chris uh, brings to me and to our relationship, and I may have said this before, is security mm-hmm. and stability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to have that security and stability at home, I'm able to go out into the world and do things that I'm not sure if I would be able to do at the level that I do them if I lived in an insecure relationship mm-hmm. or even, you know, didn't have that um that that security or even that covering that you bring to me um, as my husband. And that 20% mm-hmm. that people focus on, that's the Hollywood marriage. That's right. the Hollywood, I believe. That's, that's, Hollywood you know. marriage, you know, there are only four seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you look at people who get married in Hollywood, I'm not saying that they don't sustain, right. but most of the things that are in the headlines or four seasons. Right. But right. the 80%, like my wife just said, that is what's going to sustain you. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you get through those times, mm-hmm. those rough days. Mm-hmm. If you had a rough day at the office or outside of the home, the last thing you want to do is have a rough day when you get home. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So we need to cut out the TV. Quit watching med- marital medicine and all that because you're going to see all the negative. <laughs> right, right. I yeah. mean, I, I don't, I was the uh, love and hip hop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's not real. And it's a perception. And right. these are perceptions that we don't know that sits on your conscience and your subconscious. Right. You might not think that, that you're soaking in that, that negative, you but are. you are so- soaking you into are. the negative. Yeah. And yeah. you're making that falseness your right. reality mm-hmm. right because you're making that ab- abnormal behavior your normal behavior and you're wondering why am i not getting along with someone why am i not right. able to connect with with chuck or, or sharon or whoever right. it may be because your perception is off your eye gate uh, your ear gate, you're hearing right. this and you're seeing this and in your innermost conscious you are portraying this, these things out. I heard this before. Your brain is an associating organ. It only associates with what you associate it with. Exactly. Oh, I can believe that. <laughs> exactly. That's good. So yeah. if you're not, you know, the cameras cut uh-huh. on those shows. Right. But in life, the cameras, there are no they cameras. Know, it's real. No mm-hmm. Right. It's right. Real. And they're not giving you a solution to the problems. They're yeah. only showing you the problems the problem. and how the problems escalate. Mm-hmm. But they never show you how to de-escalate right. the problem. And that's where you come having the word of God, that foundation. Right. God mm-hmm. will always de-escalate mm-hmm. any and everything if you will allow him to. Yeah. just got married and you're in the market looking for a new house or maybe you're trying to sell your house look no more evan motley has got you covered reach out to him at 901-355-9286 again that's evan motley at 901-355-9286 do you have a business maybe you can't come up with a design or a logo 
You might even have the logo, but need graphics and some astounding artwork to give your business that boost. Jade Genius is who you need for all your graphic design needs, including business cards, banners, car wraps, and more. Call 323-377-9027. Again, that's 323-377-9027. Also, you can follow him on Instagram and Facebook at Jade Genius Imperial Brand. Yeah, and that's that solid bedrock right. that Matthew mm-hmm. 7 is talking about that you should build your, your home on. Yeah, my favorite two books in the Bible are dealing with marriages, uh, Proverbs and Malachi. Mm-hmm. Those my favorite two. I learned a lot from those two by reading them. Chris helped me with a lot of it. He, when he quotes scriptures, I go right to it when I get home and study <laughs> it. So that helps me a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know something, Drew, that's so important that you said that because, you know, that's what sustains our life. It's mm-hmm. the word of God. You know, mm-hmm. we've got, you've got to have a foundation for your life. You've got to have uh, what, you know, I've heard people say in the past, a plumb line. Uh-huh. You know, you have to have something that, you know, you hold on to. You have to have something that you go back to to help keep you centered, to help keep you uh, balanced mm-hmm. in this life. Because if you don't, you know, like Chris said, you know, you'll be like a tumbleweed, just tossed to and fro. And that's what happens in our marriages sometimes. You know, we just don't have that anchor mm-hmm. in our marriage. You know, we don't have, um, you, you know, when um, my husband and I, we, um, you know, talk to couples and, you know, we work with them, you know, and sometimes the, the relationship has gotten so contentious. Jesus. And one thing that we see is that they don't have anything in their life sustaining that stops them, mm, right. you know, to say, okay, you cannot do that. You know, why can I not do this thing? Because the word of God says I can't do that. Why uh, can I not say this particular thing to my husband? Because the word of God says I should not speak to my husband in that fashion or my husband shouldn't speak to me in that fashion. But if you don't have that, um, you know, like my mom used to say a long time ago, some stopping sense. You know, you don't (laughs) have something, you know, in your relationship that is an absolute, you know, that says that you cannot go beyond this point, Mm -hmm. you know. We we tend to do and say anything. And we don't know how much we're breaking this person spiritually. Right, exactly. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> it is, you know, it's it's um it's really sad sometimes, you know, the way that we see couples, you know, really handle each other in marriage. You know, sometimes, you know, I I weep myself, you know, on the inside because, you know, it's like, wow, you know, this is something that is supposed to be um and well, well, is it's beautiful in God's sight. You know, this is uh, a union that God has joined together that is supposed to have uh, favor and um, abundance and reap a harvest and all of that. But then you see these two people just tearing each other each down. Other. They're cutting, cutting each, each other, other, tearing each other down and hurting each other. And I could just only wonder, you know, what is God thinking right now? Right. You know, what is he feeling right now that, you know, they're in his covenant behaving this way and so much turmoil right when jesus said he is the prince of peace he's there to bring the peace to establish order Mm -hmm. and when your house is out of order you have to look and see where you at in the order that god has designed for marriage Mm -hmm. right and like we said once before the first government in the in the book was marriage that's the Mm -hmm. first government that was Mm -hmm. the first yeah so i'm learning i'm learning man um 
like I said before, uh, when you when y'all learn when I come to these sessions, I learn so much, and I've noticed the change in my household. Wow, I noticed good. the change in my household. I don't mm-hmm. speak on it; I just take it a day at a time right. and let it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it it the word of God will work mm-hmm. if you let it be the foundation. Right. Yeah. 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 If if you put in something else, mm-hmm. it it will not sustain. Right. The, the the turbulence, the like my wife say, the sands of, of the, when the winds come, it's gonna right. blow it away. God say you're gonna be tall like a tumbleweed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we talked about why should we be married, and how do I want to say? Are there guidelines or rules or regulations that we need to be following to ensure? And make sure we can make it the 24, 27 years, the 60 years. 50, 60, yeah. 80 years. Yeah, because I always wonder how do, because it's hard alone being a man and a woman coexisting under the same roof. That's just hard because, again, we come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we're talking about a whole new life. It's like a rebirth of a whole new life. And then during this time, people change. Mm-hmm. We change. <laughs> the word of God says, how can two walk together except for they agree? You have to have agreement in your marriage. Right. When you're changing, you have to be changing together. Mm-hmm. You know, no one stays the same. Nobody stays the Nobody same. Nobody right. stays the same as each as we sitting here. Mm-hmm. Time is ticking. We're changing. Our body is changing. Right. Our mind is changing. Mm-hmm. How I thought 20 years ago. I don't think that way now. Matter of fact, is you're not even thinking the same way you did last week. Not, not even close. <laughs> Believe it or not. Right. Yeah. But, you know, um, there are roles and responsibilities, you know, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, God has uh, set forth. You That's, know, what That's what I want to get to. That's what I want to get to. Wives in marriage, um, you know, these are not, you know, necessarily, you know, necessarily laws, you know, that we can break them or not break them. But I think there are some really, really good guidelines based on the Word of God that will help us, you know, um, to um, be 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 as effective as possible in the role as a wife or in the role as a husband. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to share um, a few of these from uh, the man's point of view for um, for the wife. So we all know that in a Christian marriage, the man is the head of the household. That is, ladies, that's the way God designed it. That is the way that he set it up. That's not, you know, Marie's opinion about it, not Chris's opinion. It's not Drew's opinion about it. That is just the word of God. You know, that is the order that the Lord has set out uh, according to Ephesians 5, 22 and 23. And I can read that for you real quick. It says that uh, for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body, the church. I mean, just period your bottom line, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, you know, if, if, if you have any concerns about, you know, who's number one, you know, who should make the decisions, who should, you know, um, have the final authority, you know, the word of God says that the man is the head, you know, of the relationship. And I don't want to cut you off on that, but a lot of people think that's control. A lot of women in 2019, 20, Mm-hmm. thinks that's control when it me i don't think it's control i think like you said it's the way god designed mm-hmm. and to break it down in simpler terms three o'clock in the morning you get a knock on the door who is going to go to the door mm-hmm. yeah. i'm not sending my wife to the door at 3 a.m in the morning right exactly. that as a man in the household i'm going to the door and 
What do you need? Right. Yeah. When it's cold outside. Right. And your car needs fuel. Right. Who's going to pump the fuel? You or your wife. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's it's a design. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) But I see women are pumping fuel while there's a young man who's a a teenager sitting in a vehicle. I've I've seen that. I've seen that that too. I've definitely seen that. And so who's teaching them? That's why I always ask, who has taught you? what you know about being in a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, if no one is teaching you the manly roles, mm-hmm. then you're going to assume the role, whatever it may be, right. whatever, uh, do as thou wilt, so right. they say. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not biblical. Right. Yeah, and that's why we have some of the issues that we have we in have marriage. Right. Because like uh, Drew was uh, talking about earlier, um, you know, women being very independent, you know, and taking on that role of male and female. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got this status. I've got this job. I've, I, you know, I can do this. I can take care of myself, which you definitely can. Mm-hmm. You can take care of yourself. But, um, but can, I can you sustain yourself? Can, and is that natural? You, can you sustain yourself? It's in the natural, but you know, you think about it. Do you want to do it your way or do you want to do it God's way? And right. that's just, you know, that is just a choice that, you know, we have to make. You can choose either life or death, blessing or curses. He says that if I were you, I would choose life so mm-hmm. that you and your seed can live. You know, I, you know, I think, I like you know, we see so many. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm going to give y'all just a vision. Yesterday I was in, um, day before yesterday, I was in the Dallas airport and I'm a very observant person. You know, mm-hmm. I just observe a lot of things. I'll get a thought in my mind and I'll observe based on that thought in my mind. And so um, Thursday while I was in the Dallas airport, the thought was, where are our black men where are men that look like me just mm-hmm. in the airport just walking around the airport so i'm walking from concourse a to b mm-hmm. and d because i had like four hours to wait on my flight and i'm you know just walking around observing people people watching and i'm looking for our african-american men i'm looking for men that looks like me you know mm-hmm. that represents me you know just in this airport and i just started asking the lord where are our men you know, our men, you know, were in that particular setting just absent after, from it's, society. It's a lot of settings like that. And yeah. believe it or not, as a, a, a race of people or nationality, mm-hmm. we are the most, we have the biggest population. But in certain settings, according, of course, like the airport, mm-hmm. where, where are they? Yeah. And, you know, so I, it, it made me, you know, first of all, I started thinking about it. Then, you know, when I ask, you know, the Lord a question about something, I'm waiting mm-hmm. on an answer. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get the answer, I'm going seeking because, right. you know, if if he puts it in my heart, you know, to desire an answer to something, he's going to a question that I have from for from him. He's going to give me the answer. And so, you know, I'm like, Lord, you know, what is it? What's going on? And so he took me, you know, to the home. And the marriage, you know, where, you know, um, our men are missing from the home. So if my husband is missing from the home and I'm trying to raise another man in my home, I'm trying to raise our son. You know, I'm not saying that I can't be successful doing that, but I can be a lot more successful doing that with with a godly man in my home. You said a mouthful. And I think, you know, that's the thing that, you know, we really have to stop Um you know, sometimes, you know, and, you know, especially as women, we really have to stop and think about that, you know, think about beyond, um, you know, 
the man is the head or I have to be submit, you know, submitted, or it feels like someone is, is in control or I make more money than him. I think sometimes we have to stop and say, you know, first of all, do I love the Lord enough to do it his way? And do I love my children enough to be able to walk this, this path, to walk this journey that God has me in called marriage with this man so that my children can be successful, so that my children can have a, um, a better opportunity and a greater opportunity at life. Because I tell you, um, you know, we can debate, you know, one way or the other, you know, whether, you know, we need a man in our home to raise a man and all of that, you know, we can go back and forth Mm -hmm. and we can debate that. Mm -hmm. But I would venture to say if we went to the Department of Corrections and we polled the young men who look like us that are in prison, African-Americans who are in prison and ask them, tell me about your father. More times than not, that father was absent in the home. So, you know, know, marriage is is crazy. I just had this exact conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. I said 99% of the men in prison, you Mm -hmm. ask them about their father. Mm -hmm. He is absent. Absent. Absolutely. I I actually just had this conversation with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so, you know, you think about, you know, marriage and how important marriage is. If you don't take anything else away from your marriage, take the fact that you're going to give your children a much greater opportunity at success growing up in a two-parent Christian home. And I know, you know, like I said, some people are going to debate that, you know, and I understand that. And, you know, and 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 I definitely welcome, you know, your questions and your comments and your thoughts around that. But, you know, there is an antecedent for the things that we're seeing. And I believe that one of those antecedents is the fact that we are missing godly fathers in our home. That's very true. And, and yeah. the godly father will help that young man to be a godly man in society yeah. in our workplace you you i can personally tell who has a father and who does it mm-hmm. so true just yeah, by the work ethic yeah just and by the way they were anything just just certain things mm-hmm. not the stereotype mm-hmm. but just their work ethic mm-hmm. because the father is going to make sure Hey, you need to get this done. You need to get that done. Mm-hmm. Mom, on the other hand, mm-hmm. she might be stern. Mm-hmm. She might not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, but dad is always going to approach a, 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 another man as a man. As a man. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, that is so true. Um, I remember when our son was, you know, coming into his teenage years, my husband um, was working another job. And I remember, and, and you know, when you, you've got, you know, extra income coming in, you know, it makes life a lot easier. You know, it, you know, you can do some things that maybe you were not able to do with having the extra income coming in. But I remember telling my husband, you know, we need you at home for Caleb. You know, we need you at home for our son because, you know, there were just some things that, you know, I did not have to give him, you know, as his mother. And in those formative years, he needed his father at home. So actually I'm battling it now. I'm actually battling it now as much as I work mm-hmm. and I got two boys at home mm-hmm. and that's, and I'm trying to balance it out. Really? That is mm-hmm. actually my, where I'm at right now with my life. I got a six year old son at home and a two year old son at mm-hmm. home. And I'm in the middle of that battle right now. And I'm trying to figure it out and I'm just going to take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. 
and leave it in God's hand. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. we pray that God would give you wisdom um, in that, you know, in what to do when it comes to, um, you know, being home with your children right. and, you know, just, you know, having that, 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 um, Structure, the structure, right. and really, you're building a relationship, right. a lasting relationship. Mm -hmm. When I came back home, I did not realize when I was when I started that job, my son was a little boy, but when I came back, mm -hmm. he was a man, and mm -hmm. I had to deal with him as a man, mm -hmm. not saying, "Well, he's still in your house." Yes, he was a young man coming; he was a boy coming into manhood, right? Mm -hmm. And every man needs. A man to walk him through manhood. That's yeah. correct. The ups and downs, the good, the bad, right. the battles. Because mentally, he's forming as a man where he's going to be a positive to society mm -hmm. or a negative to society. Correct. Mm -hmm. And correct. as a man, every man needs their father as they get older. Mm -hmm. They need their father because there's so many questions I mm -hmm. always ask. Who taught you? Who taught you how to be married? Then mm. ask, who taught you how to be a man? Mm. Who Who is teaching our society mm. other than the television, mm. other than the iPads and the MacBooks and all of that? Mm. Who is teach, Who is sitting down and having the conversation? Mm. Father knows best. Mm -hmm. That's true. And we'll yeah, never My three sons. Yeah. We don't have shows like that. No right. Even though, yes, they were predominantly... Uh, Caucasian, but still, right, right. you saw the father being interacting with his son. You saw the father interacting in the home. We don't have that now. We have deadbeat dads, so so to speak. You know, we have the That's cartoons what you see on TV. that are portraying the father as a joke. And once again, we perceive life as that's how it's supposed that's to be. That's how it's supposed to be. So when you see a young man and he walk up to an older man, mm -hmm. in my in my day and growing up, you always gave respect to your elder. That's yes, sir. True. No, sir. That's but true. now you get yeah, no. Right. Because there is no respect because of what they have seen on TV mm -hmm. is I don't have to respect this man because he is. You ain't my daddy. Right. You right. don't know nothing about me. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's 100 percent true. Uh, these other roles uh, <laughs> we into male and female roles mm -hmm. uh, let's see for the wife's responsibility mm -hmm. Andrew you touched on this a little bit when you talked about control mm -hmm. and um, submission is one of our responsibilities you know God called us as wives to be helpers mm -hmm. in the relationship and again you know that's you know that's God's design and right. I believe that God knows best I believe that he knew best to put me in a role to help my husband and to put my husband in a role to be the head sure. of our um of our household because you know God is just awesome. He's right. just perfect. And, and you know that the word us. submit mm -hmm. it don't sit right with a lot of people. Oh yeah. But it, I tell you what, submission mm -hmm. is it's a strength. place of strength. Uh -huh. You have to be a very very, and I'm gonna speak from a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. You have to be a very strong woman to submit and submit just means that you're coming under the authority of someone else's um ideas or maybe thoughts mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean that you're inferior inferior it doesn't mean that you lose your identity it doesn't mean that you become a non-person it just means that you're saying that there is another idea or there's another person who's in authority over me 
And in our household, that's our husband. I mean, you think about it. I submit when I'm at work mm-hmm. to do. my boss. That's true. I submit when I'm on the highway to um, the Memphis Police Department, the Shelby County Sheriff's Department. Great example. I submit to um, uh, the checkout clerk at Target when I'm ready to check out my, you know, groceries, you know, or, or you know, whatever it is when I'm at the grocery store. We're in roles and in places of submission all the time. So why is that a problem in our homes, ladies? Yeah, to the point, to the person Amen. that loves you has your best interest. Yeah. The yeah. boss don't have your best interest. Could, no, could he, possibly. he has his best interest. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that could submission means right. coming as one. Coming as one. Like my wife just said that you coming under the authority of someone else's vision, mm-hmm. someone else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you're there to assist them, to help them. Mm-hmm. To You are that perfect mate for them. Mm-hmm. And submission, it goes on both ends. That's how you become as one. Mm -hmm. When you don't submit to one another, (laughs) that's when you have problems. Right. And there's only one head. And if they say anything with two heads is known as what? A monster. monster. (laughs) Yeah, it's a monster. We the head and she's supposed to be the neck. Right. Yeah. The support. Yeah. Agree. I totally agree. Do you keep getting denied credit and you don't know why? Maybe you're trying to buy a new home or a new car. Don't worry, Clean Credit Executives have got your back. Hit up Fletcher at 901-335-1082. Again, that's Fletcher at 901-335-1082. Tell them Drew sent you. Turning Heads Barbershop. Looking for a barber or a beautician? I got you. Turning Heads Barbershop is located at 2733 Bartlett Boulevard in Memphis, Tennessee. Turning Heads accepts walk-ins and appointments. Again, that's 2733 Bartlett Boulevard in the northeast part of Memphis. And as for Andre Hunt. I totally agree. Yeah, so submission is, um, it's just a response to your husband's um, view of God's design for marriage. You know, it's a... um, a position where you're coming under that person or coming under your husband's leadership and you are um, submitting really, you know, if you think about it, you're submitting to the authority of your husband's leadership. But if you, if you're really, really thinking about it, you're submitting to the authority of God. Mm -hmm. God has set your husband in the place of leadership in your home. So you're submitting to who God has placed in authority. That is just what submission is. Um, respect is another um, responsibility that we have as wives, you know, to, to respect our husband, to respect his leadership. Um, I know, you know, I hear, you know, women a lot of times, you know, they'll say, uh, you know, men are just slow. You know, men just don't know, you know, they're just slow. And it's like, no, it's not that men are slow. It's just that a man has a different role in the outcome of whatever decision it is. And he's processing the things that are being mentally processed differently than a woman. Right, exactly. My role in the situation may be just to make sure that we have a vacation, my husband is rested, and the kids have a good time. That is the only role that I have in this vacation that we're planning. But my husband's role in the vacation we're planning, Mm -hmm. it could be to make sure that the finances are in order when we go on vacation, when we come back. 
uh, make sure that our home is secure, to make sure that everybody is having a good time, not only uh, um, uh, me and the children, and there may be some other things that you have to consider and take care of. So, so we're all, you know, we may be making a decision around the same situation, the same issue, the same concern, but because our roles are different, you know, the way that we process things are different. Right. You know, the Very way true. that we, you know, the, um, um, the ideas and opinions that we're bringing to that situation may be different simply because our roles are so different. different. Right. So along with the respect um, in the Bible, uh, respect means to voluntarily lift up another person for special consideration and treatment. To lift up, not criticize. No. But to lift up. To lift up another person for special consideration and treatment. Mm. And as men are called to respect their husband, husbands are called to love their wife. To love the wife, right? Men are called to. Yeah, you got yeah. Women, I'm sorry. Women, women yeah. are yeah. called. That's a, I'm sorry. Women are called to respect respect their husband, mm-hmm. and husbands are called to love their wives, right? Because yeah. again, we said this before. Men interpretate respect as love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And women interpretate and in, interpret it. They respect the love. They mm-hmm. want the love versus the respect. Right. So right. it's hard for them to give respect, but it's easy to give love. Right. And it's hard, it's hard for men to give love, but easy, easy to give respect. respect. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why it's um, um, beneficial to have two parents in the home when you're mm-hmm. raising children. To because balance. to bring that balance, because when you're raising a male child, a, a, a mother is just going to shower that male child with love, mm-hmm. but what she re- what that child really needs, that male child really needs, is to understand respect, because that's what he's looking for. And sometimes that's why those male children rebel against the mother, because it's like you know I don't want you you know being lovey dovey all over right, me. Right. You know he's looking for that respect. respect. He's looking for and, that firm hand. And the one that tends to accept that love like that, they seem to can't take male authority. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, and so again, <laughs> I think we talked about this before. That's why he moves out his mom's house and move in with another woman. Instead of building his foundation and moving her into the house. There you go. <laughs> because instead of him creating and building his kingdom, right. he wanna go and find the nest. Mm. Mm. That's a that's a powerful phrase right there, Chris. That's good. <laughs> you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And that's where you Men, we are teaching each other to build your own kingdom. Right. And to establish that, you that's why the woman takes your last name. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do no more podcasts. This is a real good, today real good. I like this. I like <laughs> because this. there is a transfer that takes place. Right. From my daughter's last name, which will be my last name, mm-hmm. to her husband's last name. Right, because she has to join his kingdom. She ha- She's going to his kingdom. Right. Mm-hmm. On my son, he has the last name. He carries that name. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, the men always want someone to carry their name. Right. So whomever he's joined with will be joining his, his kingdom. kingdom. Mm-hmm. Correct. But I have to teach him how 
to establish his kingdom. Right. Not to go join her nest. Again, man to man. Man to man. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like this. That's good. Um, respecting your husband involves understanding and appreciation. Understand and appreciate the weight of his responsibilities and pressures, his unique needs as a man and his differences as mm. a man. And I think this is so important because, you know, um, I don't know about you all, but I have not seen a parade to celebrate uh, men. I have not seen Very a parade true. to celebrate husbands. I have not seen a parade to celebrate fathers and, you know, caretakers and, you know, male role models. So we have to do that at home as women. You know, we have to respect our husbands. We have to encourage them, lift them up. We have to be their uh, support. We have to be their helpers, Mm -hmm. you know, as God designed us to be, because the world is not giving that to them. And it's like you say, the world would not celebrate the male authority, Mm -hmm. but the male authority is much needed. Right. Right, Exactly. Think about Mother's Day versus Father's Father's Day. Day. Ooh, man. The Hallmark card sell out for For Mother's Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. But for Father's Day, you (laughs) you might get a tie. Right. A sock or a beauty. Right. You know, we're going to take you out to dinner, but you end up paying for the meal. You end up, there you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Not in all cases. Yeah, but but we're uh, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to let my husband, I'm going to pass it to him to talk about the um, some husband responsibilities. Some of the responsibilities that are due for the husband is the Bible tell us to love our wives like Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. That's a tall order if you don't know how Christ loved the church. Right. <laughs> because he said he would lay down his life for the church. Right. So we are called to lay down our life for our wives, for our families. That's why when you said when someone knock at your door at three o'clock in the morning, you're going to the door. You're not right. sending your wife to the right. door. Mm-hmm. You know, and I give this metaphor all the time as if you as a male, someone is breaking into your home, are you going to send your wife? To defend your home, or are you going to defend your home? <laughs> I can only imagine. Baby, go get the gun, baby. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You think about that. Well, but spiritually, <laughs> right? Why do we send our wives to defend mm-hmm. our kingdom mm-hmm. when that's the male's responsibility mm-hmm. to pray mm-hmm. and to cover mm-hmm. with the blood of Jesus your family, your mm-hmm. children, your protection? Mm-hmm. I mean, your your possessions. Mm-hmm. Understand them. Understand them. You know, I remember um, telling my husband once that it was interesting when I would see uh, families come into our church. You know, I would see a mom come to church, bring the kids, and you know, you would see her Sunday after Sunday, and then every, you know, you know, after, you know, a few Sundays or whatever, it'll fall off. You don't see that mom anymore. Mm-hmm. But then I would see a husband come to church, bring the wife bring the children and they are they are rooted in the church mm-hmm. you know they become uh permanent so to speak in the church because that male that father is able to lead i believe and guide his family a lot further sometimes mm-hmm. than you know just that mother you know uh, can 
Marie, it's a lot of women out there not gonna like what you're saying. <laughs> but it's the truth. I love what you're saying because we have we seen we have seen women bring their son to church, right. their their sons to church, and they do grow. It's not yeah. in all cases. It's not in all cases. But, but but majority of the time when we see we have seen a man bring his whole family, that family tends to stay and be rooted and grounded more than the woman and her kids. Because it makes sense again. I mean, you have the order. You have right. God, man, woman, child. Yeah. And you have someone who knows the spiritual battle that you're fighting. Mm -hmm. So it's me and my wife can join up and we can fight a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. But your her sister girl or her girlfriend may not be available when she needs to fight the battle. Right. Mm -hmm. So therefore, they get overtaken sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when that spiritual battle comes, it don't it don't wait till you ready. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's trying to prevent you from moving the kingdom of God further. So yeah. if you don't know what you're and then we know what we're facing. Mm -hmm. The most intimate and the most intricate details of whatever it is we know. You you could probably only tell your girlfriend or your friend so much, mm -hmm. but they don't really know what you're really truly up against. Right, mm -hmm. right. That's true. And you know something? I was raised in a um, a single family home. I was raised with my mom um, in the home. My father wasn't in the home. So, you know, some of these things are, um, you know, very close to my heart, very personal, mm -hmm. you know, to my heart. You know, um, you know, when you're growing up as a child, you see things one way. Mm -hmm. But when you become an adult and you're able to step outside of a situation and be able to um assess the situation differently you know you you can you know come to the realization about some mm -hmm. things you know if daddy would have been here things would have turned out a little bit differently on I've this heard that a lot you know if mm -hmm. if if it were you know if my father would have been in the home with us this probably wouldn't have happened this mm -hmm. way so you know i mean i i know that there are some women out there who are doing some fan fantastic work. Mm -hmm. I mean, God's grace is on them. His hand is on them. And I pray that God's hand will continue to be on them, on their mm -hmm. lives, on their children, and that they continue to prosper um, in their homes. They continue to prosper with their children. But I also know what that other side looks like too. Mm -hmm. And and I, and I would venture to say that any single mother who especially raising children would probably be remiss you know, not to say that this journey would not be a little bit easier had I had a godly man or if I had, you know, a, a godly husband um, in the home. And well, we're moving on. Uh, you say some of the responsibilities of a husband and looking at some of them, one of them is to love, love his family. Our love goal is to build up an enrichment of a wife to cherish his wife right so, and to just lift her up and let her know that she is uh really golden to him mm -hmm. um, I, I noticed the first two the first two things you were saying notice both of your sentence said love that's that's an expression that woman has to have that expression mm -hmm. whereas again we go back to the man the respect Right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm noticing what you're saying that love is always in there when referring to a woman. Right, and it says a husband loves should cherish his wife by responding to her needs, 
as a valued gift from God. Mm -hmm. That means she is a truly a gift from God. A to treasure. Him. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And a wife feels cherished when a husband communicates with her, when there is romance in the relationship, when he is trustworthy, when he makes her load lighter, not heavier. And when he prays with her, mm -hmm. that is so important mm -hmm. because that's, that's the part of that oneness. You know, I, I'm going to keep talking about oneness because mm -hmm. I don't think I, I want people to understand marriage is about coming together mm -hmm. as one. Mm -hmm. uh, the husband should lead like a servant by understanding his headship. Mm -hmm. And that is, you're going to be self-denial. You know, we're just talking about Father's Day, how mm -hmm. Father's right. Day is, is least. But during Mother's Day, I, I don't have an issue mm -hmm. with that because I want to see my wife celebrated. Mm -hmm. I want to, I did not go through labor. She right. did. She did it. Mm -hmm. Right. That's you true. Know, I did mm -hmm. not, that pain when she was, mm, mm, I did not feel it. Right. She I felt did. what she, I felt her. In pain, pain, but I didn't feel, feel the, the pain. pain. pain right. right. So I don't. I know if it's not. I'm like, hey, you know, that it is what it is. Yeah. But um, the husband, and based on Christ's example, not society example, that's how the husband should lead. How Christ led. Mm -hmm. A husband is never called to force his wife to follow his leadership. But he is challenged to earn this, respo this response by being a man of integrity, compassion, and competence. Mm -hmm. so what do that mean? Yeah. Being a man of your word. Okay. I, 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 this is one thing I've been sharing with my sons. If you say you're going to do it, do, do it. it. Have some integrity. Mm -hmm. Be a man of your word. Mm -hmm. That is one of the things in manhood that would get to to me is is worse than anything. If yeah. you say you're gonna do something do and it. don't do it, mm -hmm. if I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there. If I'm running late, hey, I'm on my way. Right. That's the stuff happens, but don't say you're gonna do something and don't bother to communicate right. that you're not able to carry it out. Right. The husband is the family manager. He must manage his household and keep his children in order and under control. Mm -hmm. And that and that is not beating them. And mm -hmm. it, you must establish so, you must just establish boundaries mm -hmm. and and discipline your children. I think we talked about mm -hmm. this. Doesn't mean beating them like they're right. some slaves, but that means understanding that what they're going through. Mm -hmm. I think I uh, T D Jakes was saying. Uh, I heard him talk about each kid is different. Yeah, one you might be able to do. The first one you might, you know, is simple. Mm -hmm. The second one gonna bring a whole nother set of problems. Mm -hmm. You know, just another right. a different way to deal with they're them. their own entity, their right. own right. their own their own personality. And I mean, God cherished that mm -hmm. because He give us our own. Everyone has their own DNA, their own fingerprints. That's there true. is no fingerprint like nobody in this room. Yeah. We don't have the same fingerprint. Right. So but so God is identified. We can be identified by God through how he has made us because we are not the same. That's very true. The husband is the family minister. Mm -hmm. And can I think of the name of the author? But it's called the name of the book is called A Priest prophet and a king mm. and it's one of my favorite books ah can i think of the name of the author but 
he he says the the that is the male role mm-hmm. to be a priest. You're bringing the word from God mm-hmm. to your family. Mm-hmm. The prophet is you taking uh, you taking the word of God to your family. The priest is you taking that word and leading your family. Okay. That prophet part is you giving what God has given you and you're leading your family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And being the king is you are establishing that kingdomship, that kingdom like gotcha. we had talked about. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to look that book up. It's, I, <laughs> yeah. I have it. It's one of my favorite books. It, it really, it opens your eyes up to what a man's supposed to be mm-hmm. in his house, in his house. And, and how his household should be set up mm-hmm. in, in being a priest, a prophet, and the king mm-hmm. in your house. is is you know, most people think kings, you should be worshipped. Being a king means you ain't authority, mm-hmm. but anything happens, it falls on your shoulders. Right. Okay. Okay. A priest, a prophet, and a king. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely look that one up. Definitely look at that one up. And I think the last one, the husband is the family minister. He shepherds his flock by caring for their needs. And I know I'm I try to care for each one of my children's needs. Mm-hmm. I try to care for my wife's needs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, who care for your needs? Mm. Seeing that they are taken care of, they take care of your they needs. They take care of my needs. Hmm. That does make sense. Because, and then on the lower term, I always break things down on the lower term, on the physical term. Uh, just the fact that seeing your wife happy. Because, man, we don't want too much. We don't need too much. <laughs> just as long as we can come home and get us something to eat, right. we okay. Right. <laughs> But when you start to see your family, your kids not happy, not struggling, that does something to you mentally. Right. Where did I fail? Where, Where did, did you I fail? fail you start to look at yourself. yourself. Yeah. And then my son, he tells me, well, both of them is, Dad, you done a great job. You, Dad, you you know, you did, you showed me mm-hmm. this. I didn't pay attention at that time, mm-hmm. but I see what you're talking about. Right, now. right. I get it. You know, I talked to my other son, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because he has a son now. He's saying everything. Right. I see what you mean now. I understand. And it's like, you know, I didn't understand why you were this way, but I understand it now because right. I have a son of my own who's doing the exact same things that I was doing. And I'm responding just like you would respond. There you go. Yeah. They and say a, 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 a man, a boy would not understand a man to have a boy. Good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. Well, every day people are suffering their uh, marriage in silence. Without anyone knowing, you may want to avoid judgment and potential looks and just avoiding the fact that you are not perfect. Uh, thankfully, nobody is perfect and everyone struggles in their own way. Open up about these struggles can actually help you uh, find a calibrity and a safe work place to work through our issues. Mm-hmm. And we're going to wrap this up. Um, anything else you want to close with, Chris, Marie? No, um, this was a um, a great session around um, God's design for marriage. You know, He gives us so much in life, and you know, one of the you know the the, the most beautiful gifts He gives us is the gift of marriage. And yeah. I just hope whatever we said, we my own our whole goal is to help. Is to help, mm-hmm. right? And uh, my wife is is 
uh, one of our favorite saying, if if I ain't gonna help you, I sure don't want to hurt you. Right, right. <laughs> so hopefully, all we were able to help, and we did not mean to hurt anyone. Right. Yeah, I can I definitely be a witness and an advocate for y'all that y'all are definitely helping me. Listen. I okay. appreciate everything that y'all do for me. Y'all like angels sitting on my shoulder when I'm in a situation. I go back and think about what we done or what we talked about. Good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Other than that, I love today's show. Today was a perfect show. I think I'm finna run home and send this to my wife, and we gonna talk about it. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>